whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Season 2, Episode 31. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight, we got a few troops down, but I've got my mate, my friend, Tash, uh, and we're very excited to talk all things rugby league. But before we do, before we get too carried away, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you don't Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, Tarshan, it feels like a little uh, while away now, uh, the long weekend. But, uh, you know, last weekend, you know, we had a little bit of extra time off. We were feeling very refreshed. But, yeah, a few stories uh, from the weekend, you know, getting that extra day off. Tash, uh, the question I've got for you is, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about your your additional time off over the long weekend. Yeah, Dan, everybody loves a, a long weekend. And normally I'll tell you a footy story, but I've just got to share this with the listeners. Um, you know, long weekend, I didn't want to cook. I thought I'll go get us some Chinese takeaway. So off I go, all sweet, order, got the Chinese takeaway, put it in the back seat, driving home. I'm, I can hear this rustling from the back. It's like rustle, rustle. Like, and I'm driving, so I sort of turn around and I can just see these two little beady eyes from inside the bag. <laughs> And I'm still driving, Russell, Russell, stop at a red light. And I reach over and I put the Chinese takeaway bag on the passenger seat, thinking I'm just going mad. And driving again, I, Russell, Russell, and it's still rustling in the bag. And I look again and there's these two little beady eyes. And I think it's too big to be a cockroach. And I don't think it's, it's a mouse. And bloody hell, Dan, it was a peeking duck. <laughs> Oh, Tash, that's uh, that's a good one. I uh, I was waiting for the I was waiting for the mouse, and I was sort of following you with that one. But uh, hey, bit of a side note, but I've got like a massive phobia of mice out there. So uh, you know, if you ever want to, <laughs> if you ever call cause me some heartache, mate, that's a cracker. My uh, long weekend, uh, well, yeah, you know, did the family thing. You know, obviously had a big seventieth, um, you know, surprise birthday for the father in law, which was really good. Got all the family around and. You know, what do you talk about when you, you know, haven't seen people for 10 or 15 years? So you tell them a little bit about Mojo, about the network, and everyone's excited. Everyone says they're going to, to going to listen. So this is my test, right? You know, you know, with your family and your friends, you know, I wonder how many people actually, you know, tune in each and every week like our loyal listeners. So my code word to my family and friends is marshmallow. If you are listening to this show and you are a close family or friend, send me a text during the week and uh, let's do a bit of a test. But, uh, yeah, no, good fun there. Good to get a little bit of a break. But, uh, anyway, we've been wiped out this week already. But, uh, all right, my friend, let's dive in and talk all things rugby league. And uh, our first segment uh, of the night, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tash, when I think of women's rugby league teams in Australia, uh, there's one particular club that I always think about, and 
you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. There's some amazing players that are part of that club. I think their brand and sort of what they've been doing behind the scenes over the last couple of years. And, uh, yeah, very excited uh, to talk more about that club today. And it is, of course, the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, this week in the breakdown, uh, in Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership in Round 8, they'll be facing uh, top-of-the-table clash against the North Sydney Bears. And we are very fortunate, a very special guest on the show, Andy Robinson from the Cronulla Sharks. Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Andy, hard question straight off the top because, um, you know, I, you know, obviously you're going to be a little bit biased playing for the club, but I mean what I say you know, when, when I talk about the Cronulla Sharks being uh, a major face uh, of women's rugby league, so obviously, you know, on a bit of a journey as a club to try and get into the NRLW competition. But, yeah, talk to us about this club there in Cronulla because there's something special about it. Yeah, I think um, the thing with the Sharks is that we have a strong pathway for the girls um, from such a young age. Um, we have strong pathways through, like, the Touch and Oztag, um, and then, like, the Tasha Gale, um, the Sharks obviously have a strong side in that, and then the women's team. Um, so they really, like, focus on um, developing the girls from a young age, which I think is important and is why we have such depth, um, like, throughout the club. Um, yeah, it's a club that I think a lot of the girls love to be a part of. Um, I- yeah, it's really yeah, Andy, I, I just think, you know, for our listeners, you know, don't be surprised if, well, number one, there's a Cronulla Sharks team in the comp- in the NRLW competition very, very soon. But, hey, don't be surprised as well if that's not a high-quality football team that, uh, you know, causes causes some challenges there. Because, um, yeah, you, you're right. I, I think, you know, the culture that's been built there, I, I think there's something pretty special. Andy, what about this competition, this Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership? Um, you know, we say, it, we say it each and every week that – you know, obviously NRLW competition, it, it, it's fierce. We know, um, obviously, it's, you know, one of the best we've got. But this state competition, Andy, it, it's some of the best you'll see in women's rugby league in the entire world. Like, do you ever sit back and think about that? Like, yes, it's a state competition, but the, the, the quality of football is is unbelievable. That's why each and every week we promote our local listeners, get down, watch these games. So talk to us a little bit about your reflections on the competition itself. How have you found this season? Um, yeah, give us a little bit of an insight into the competition and, and yeah, your experiences. Yeah, well, I've definitely noticed um, a massive difference in the quality. I think this year especially, um, yeah, the quality is just continuing to get so much better. Um, obviously, with the two NRLW competitions, um, there's players in and out each week getting rested and then um, I'm sure a few of the other teams are having the same problem but um, with the point system as well um, I know our Sharks are um, struggling with that so um, yeah there's a few like new girls coming in you know the younger um, girls that have progressed up through the Tasha Gale um, system so um, but there's yeah because there's such depth throughout the competition um, it's still so strong um, and I think this season especially, it's the competition's evened out so much. Um, so from one week to another, you don't know who's... Yeah, exa- um, exactly, exactly right, Andy. And, uh, you, know, of, you know, you lose a couple of injuries to a few different players and, um, you know, that, that would sort of be, you know, you'd, you'd be in a really difficult spot. But as you mentioned, you've got juniors coming through, you can bring a few people onto the bench, you can cover a few injuries. And again, we're, st- we're seeing such a tight competition. It's, uh, it's great to see. 
Yeah, look, I have to agree, especially with the Sharks. Um, their pathway system's going so fabulously well, and, Andy, you yourself are such a product of that. Like um, you made the state of origin under-19s team who were victorious last year, and that's one thing I've noticed with with the, the depth just coming through, the more established players step down or arrested and you've got people such as yourself Andy um, coming up and and you've now maintained that center position but is there one little player that that you think maybe has is slid through without notice um I think we have quite a few um, girls in the sharks team some of the younger girls we have Zali Faye who um, she played center for us yesterday she's usually a winger. Um, but she's so she's very solid. She's just come back from a, um, a hip injury um, from last season. But yeah, she's so she's such a strong ball player, just really safe. Um, yeah, we also have um, Zali Hopkins. So I think especially in Sharks, she's um, it's been hard for her because we've had Maddie Studden and um, Corbin Baxter um, in the halves, but. Um, this season she's really had the opportunity to step up and, um, you know, force herself into the team. So, yeah, she's um, been playing well as well um, with the combination with Maddie. So, uh, yeah, I think it's really good that um, this season the younger girls are having the opportunity to step up and um, play in the Harvey Norman team because it's just that experience that's, um, yeah, really make the um, younger girls better. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's um, it's certainly great to see. Now, Tash, obviously we don't have Geordie and we, and we, <laughs> we don't have Sienna on the panel tonight. So, uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about these North Sydney Bears because otherwise we're going to hear about it all week in the group chat. Um, Tash, what a season from North Sydney. Um, you know, they, <laughs> you know, again, this has been a very, very close competition, but they flew to the top of that uh, ladder. Obviously, they were, they were pretty much undefeated. Uh, had a little bit of a hiccup, um, you know, last weekend against the Mounties. Yeah, you know, talk, talk to me a little bit about where you see the Bears because, um, yeah, that was obviously a bit of an upset last week. Yeah, it was, Dan, and I, I had the pleasure of actually watching that game. It was a beautiful day sitting there in the sun, two top teams coming up against each other, and uh, the Bears, they suffered their first defeat of the season um, to the Mounties, and the Mounties just kept on bringing it. So, look, I'm, I'm really excited about the um, back end of the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. You know, it's going to be an exciting finals. There's some really quality teams, and... You know, we're talking about the Sharks in a minute or so with Andy and the Sharks beat the Mounties in round one and the Mounties are the only team that beat the Bears and the Sharks are coming up against the Bears. So it's exciting times. Andy, I mean, it just gives you evidence to, you know, what we were talking about earlier, that any team can beat any team. I mean, is is that where you're at as a Sharks player? Like, do you get too caught up in, okay, well, the Bears are first on the ladder, they're the team to beat or... Similar to what Tasha is saying, you know, is it kind of like just, just you know, focus each and every week because um, any team can beat any team? You know, what's your thoughts going into a into a huge clash like this against the Bears? Do you, do you see the Bears as being, you know, uh, above and beyond a lot of the teams in the competition, or do you still see it as being quite tight? Um, I still think it's quite tight. I think that. Um yeah, with Mounties obviously um, beating the Bears, it just goes to show that, um, you know, it, it, 
yeah, it's just who turns up and um, plays the best on the day. And I think um, that's something we're drilled into at Sharks is um, the fact that, you know, you've just got to turn up and um, do your best and, you know, hopefully get the win because I think all all the teams have quality players, um, they're strong sides. So if you, um, it happened to us last weekend with um, Newcastle, if you don't show up and you're not um, playing, you know, your best footy, um, any team's going to beat you. Yeah, it's interesting. You can't just you can't just sort of roll out and uh, and you know sort of sort of get those wins. No, I I kind of see that's where it. I mean, with all due respect to the North Sydney Bears, uh, and again again, I I I can sense the group chats already on fire at the moment with uh, you know, with with Geordie and Sienna. But um, no, look, you know, high quality football team for sure, but uh, definitely um, a very very close um, competition. That's for sure. Dan, I've just got to interject there with our um, panellists not being here. Norths did suffer their first loss, but it was without Sienna. So, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's right. We'll throw throw, throw that on uh, public record. And Mon got a try on the weekend. Uh, Andy, I'm sure you're not loving that um, coming up against, uh, you know, obviously uh, Mon here at Mojo. But, uh, no, really, really good to see. All right, my friend. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's let's go through um, you know your squad uh, and just give our listeners a little bit more of an insight into some of um, your plays. You've already touched on a few, but you know, let's start with um, your fullback, um, Tiana Panatani, who bit of a household name. Uh, people are pretty familiar with, but yeah, give us a little bit of an inside goss into um, into her as a, as a person, as to a player, because um, obviously we've heard some amazing things over the years. But yeah, athletically. Andy, we, we haven't seen too many players with, with her skill set. No, she's um she's a great player. Um and she's a great person as well. She's someone that um I looked up to um growing up when I was younger and then getting to play with her, it's um it's been amazing. She's always wanting to help us younger girls as well, which is great and it just helps our development. But yeah, she's just such a strong um ball player. Um yeah, her skills are incredible. She's strong carrier um, so far. So, yeah, it's great to have her out on the field. And at fullback as well, um, obviously, Sam Bremner um, has been playing there um, for a lot of the, this year. But, um, yeah, Tiana, she's always talking. Um, you always know that she's she's going to be there. She's just so solid. And, um, yeah, it's great to be able to learn from her. Andy, I, I've just got to say, like, you talk about fullbacks, Dan, and the, the incredible explosion of talent that we see across the teams. But in the Sharkies, you know, um, Tiana Penatani's there. If she's not there, Sam Bremner's there to, to back up that. Um, and, you know, they're both great captains in their own right. And, of course, you've got Corbs. But um, just answer me this one, Andy. Who at the back are you most frightened of when they're barking orders at you? Sam? Uh, Sammy Bremner or Tiana? Definitely Tiana. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, she's, Sam's very, she's very lovely. Um, So is Tiana, obviously. But yeah, Tiana, she's a lot more assertive. Um, Yeah, but which is good. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Seattle, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely puts people in their place in terms of where she wants people to be. Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about uh, Semi Bremner because um, hey, it's comeback season, and uh, obviously she's got everyone uh, behind her and supporting her, and uh, it's just great to see her back on the field. Talk to us a little bit about yeah, what it's like having her um, back in and around the club. 
Yeah, it's awesome. So this is my first um, season actually playing with her. Um, I met her in pre-season. It's incredible. I can't believe that she's back playing um, yeah, rugby league after I think her first game back was four months, um, yeah, after giving birth, which is incredible. Um, but, yeah, she's such a lovely person. Um, and to come back and play the season that she's um, playing is so good. She's obviously been named in the um, New South Wales squad as well, um, which is so good. But, yeah, she's so fast and um, zippy. You know, she's always going to be around the ball. Um, yeah, she just creates something out of nothing. And, um, yeah. Andy, it's incredible. Like, you know, it, it's as if she's never left, you know, and that's just such a credit to her. And I know that's a bit of a, um, you know, you, you sort of, you know, with all of her experience, you know, a lot of people just kind of expect that. But, you know, it was all of the hard work. And I think, you know, Sam's done a pretty good job in terms of being quite, you know, vocal and open about, you know, all the hard work that she's put in, you know, to sort of get herself back. And uh, I just think it's, it's it's really great, you know, because there's a lot of people out there who, um, you know, they're, they're trying to do similar things when it comes to, you know, coming back after having kids. And, um, yeah, definitely one of the elite players in our game, that's for sure. All right, all right, let's 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 dive into some, some tougher questions now. What I want to know is who's the fastest uh, at the club because – you know, one of the things that, you know, when we look at uh, the, the Shark squad, there is just so much speed in the outside backs. you got Ella, you spoke about Zali, uh, Tegan Berry, what an out-and-out star. And Andy, uh, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you're, you're definitely in the mix as well. So, yeah, have you guys put that to the test? Who's the fastest at, at Cronulla? Um, I think everyone would probably say Tegan Berry, obviously. She's, um, yeah, her, her speed's probably, um, yeah, head and shoulders above everyone else. but. Um, Sam Bremner as well. She, I reckon she would give um, Tegan a run for her money too. Um, yeah, I we do have quite a um, few fast outside backs. Even Tiana, Tiana's very fast as well. Um, yeah, but I'd have to say Tegan there. <laughs> you guys have you guys have built a track team, that's for sure. Because yeah, I, I think. You're probably right. I think Tegan probably just gets it done, but you know it's it's going to be very very close. Hey, maybe maybe some sort of um, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, Tash, maybe some sort of charity event. You know, there is just so many stars there, and people would be pretty keen for that. Andy, you know, get training. I'm sure you're in the running as well. Um, but uh, you know, look, and and then on the football field, um, you know, pace is one thing, but uh, you know, in in terms of you know the outside backs and their form, it's um you know it's been great to see. Um, Andy, obviously a little bit disappointing last weekend against the Knights probably not really reflective of where this team's at in terms of the points that you guys were able to score. What was kind of, you know, kind of reflections on last week? Just, you know, one of those weeks. Yeah, I think, um, honestly, it just comes back to our errors. And I think that's been um, something that we've really struggled with this season. Um, We have a goal as a team to um, hit a certain completion rate. um, And we just, we haven't hit at all this season, um, which is disappointing. But I think, yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. And I think we know that if we are completing our sets and um, getting rid of all those silly errors um, that are in our game at the moment, I think, you know, we've got the skills, we've got the quality, um, yeah, throughout the squad in our players um, to beat any team. So, yeah, I think it, yeah, it just comes down to being um, – you know, the better team on the day and just, yeah, getting rid of all those silly errors. I agree with you, Andy. You know, like when you think about teams being 50-50 on paper, you know, you're coming up against the Bears, you know, there's not too much difference between the two teams. 
you start to give the opposition a few more extra sets, and it's just becoming so difficult to defend. Um, and, you know, I'm seeing a fair bit of fatigue coming in towards the back end of halves as well. So, um, yeah, agree. Um, you know, don't want to sound too much like a, a coach. I'm sure you guys are hearing this a lot at training. But, um, yeah, definitely, um, you know, imp- improving that I think will go a long way to, you know, this team, you know, playing well, obviously, on the weekend, but also I'm, I'm sure you guys have got some some additional ambitions as well that we'll talk a little bit about soon. All right, my friend, um, yeah, talk to us about some of these playmakers in your team. There's obviously some big, uh, high-profile players within the Sharks sort of system. So talk us through some of the players that you've got and, yeah, just give us a little bit of an insight into, you know, um, their importance within the squad. Um, Yeah, so I think, obviously, we have... um you know, some key players. We have Maddie and Quincy um, and Tiana, um, even Holly Wheeler. She's um, been amazing for us this season um, throughout the middle. Um, but we also have a lot of, um, you know, up-and-coming players or players that, um, you know, are starting to establish themselves. Um, we have Tale Holmes. She's She won um, Player of the Match um, I think two weeks ago against Tigers and she's just such a solid player. She, um, you can always rely on her to, she's one of those players as well that just creates something out of nothing. Um, yes. Yeah, Andy, can very- I just quickly jump in? Tasha, you know, to Andy's point, I mean, I agree. Like if, Tali Holmes, right. Am, am I missing something? But she's got to be one of the best uh, edge back rowers coming through in the game right now. What, what's your thoughts on Tali? You know, obviously off the back of the NRL, uh, her NRLW performances, but consistency, speed, athleticism, the ability to run that right line. And also to, you know, things can look a little bit clunky sometimes when you're sort of moving between these teams, but she's such a smooth operator, um, you know, clearly puts in the hard work. Talk to us, yeah, your, your reflections on Tali, because I agree, Andy, she's been outstanding this year. Yeah, Dan, all those words you just used, uh, that just describes Tali Holmes and she is solid. She is consistent. She's got the footwork. And as Andy said, she can create. So she can work as sort of like an extra pivot. But it's those little extra things that she does. It, like she's always there. She's always making, uh, racking up those tackles. She's always puts a hand up for that extra run. She's outstanding. And then she's able to get all the uh, all, all the cheat codes from uh, Holly Wheeler, who's been there, done that. So much experience and expertise. I mean, this isn't, you know, uh, you know, you see some of these younger players who really start to excel, and it's because they're sponges. You know, they work so closely with the vets in the team, and you know, you just think that, you know, Tali and, and Holly's relationship and the work they've done, Andy. Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about that because that's that's got to be making um, big impacts within the club. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think having those experienced players like Holly um, come in and I can I even see with the younger girls, like Tasha Gale, um, girls that are coming through this year, she's, um, she's been so good to them. Just, yeah, really, even us outside back, she really talks to us and um, tells us what she needs from us. Um, yeah, but with Tale as well, like it's just just having that, um, you know, people to look up to and um, learn off. And, yeah, it's so good because we have um, senior players throughout, you know, all positions in our um, squad that, yeah, they it's so good for us younger girls. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely one of my favourites, although I've got quite a few. Uh, Andy, and then just quickly before we talk about some some other players within the team, talk to us about your own um, sort of season so far. You know, we, you know, obviously, um, you know, we, we've spoken a little bit about, you know, getting you onto our In Focus show and really sort of, you know, um, you know, sharing your story with our listeners as well, because it's, uh, it's something that's pretty incredible. But yeah, well, what's, your, what's your thoughts on your own form and, and how this season's gone for you? Because, um, you know, we've been equally impressed by, by, your, by your performances. Uh, yeah, well, um, I think this season I've come into it with a lot more confidence. Um, I think uh, this is my third season playing um, in the Harvey Norman Women's Comp, and it's my first season that I'm of age. Um, I've been playing up the previous two seasons. So I think just coming in with that little bit um, of extra confidence off the back of playing for New South Wales in the under-19s origin last year, I think, um, yeah, it's definitely improved my game. I think I'm just focusing on um, a lot of things that I've been working on in the off-season. Um, I really want to cement myself as a, as a, as a I'm sorry, as a centre. Um, yeah. I've been, um, but, yeah, and I've been able to have, um, yeah, I've had some opportunities playing in the centres this season, which has been great um, just to, you know, get that experience under my belt. But, um, yeah, and I obviously I, I played in the um, city country team. I was a late call-up for that, but that was just such a good experience. Just being around, um, you know, those environments and learning from different coaches, um, it's just been, yeah, so good for my development. But, yeah, just hoping to you do, you've, you've, you're, you're playing some seriously good football and you know what is it you know obviously year three it, it's a really good time to ask this question but is the game week to week slowing down a little bit for you like obviously when you first went out there your first few games I could only imagine how not chaotic but you know it, it's it's obviously pretty fast this competition how, how are you feeling feeling a lot more settled now year three uh, the game slowing down a little bit for you yes well I was feeling like that until last weekend, <laughs> that was probably the hardest game I've played. I felt like it was we we're getting rolled um, in the middle a little bit, and yeah, obviously, uh, oh yeah, it was it was a tough game. So um, prior to that, I would have said yes, it was slowing down. I was settled in, but I think as well playing in um, that centre position, you have to do a lot more work. So it's a lot different um, from playing on the wing. But, um, yeah, I definitely feel more settled, which no, is that's, great. No, that, that's awesome. Hey, look, it's great to get you closer to the football. It's, uh, you know, it, it's great in attack. But, yeah, that defense is certainly certainly busy there, that's for sure. All right, um, you know, just quickly, obviously we talk, we spoke about, you know, Quincy, Maddie, and a few others there in and around the play, um, that, that, you know, the the playmakers within the team. Um, thoughts on their form, um, you know, because Quincy and Maddie, you know, pr- pretty well understood players, pretty well established. Um, um, but, you know, I, I feel like they're still working on their game each and every year. Where do you think they're at at the moment, um, Maddie and Quincy? Um, yeah, I think Quincy's, um, I think she's a great hooker. She's got such great vision. Yeah, vision. And she's another player that just creates something out of nothing. She takes her opportunities and, you know, makes the most of them. And sometimes um, the players outside, um, myself included, are a bit guilty of um, not going with her and capitalising on those opportunities that she creates. But, um, yeah, I think she's someone, you know, he'll be a, um, yeah, a really strong contender, um, you know, for an Australian position in the next um, couple of years. 
But, yeah, she's going really well. And I think her combination with Maddie, they've obviously been playing together for um, quite a while now. And so they have such a great combination. Um, Maddie's, yeah, she's obviously um, – things haven't gone her way um, this season. But, yeah, she's – um. I think she's just one of those players that just gets back on the field and she um, just is constantly just trying to play the best that she can play. Um, and yeah. just just quickly on that, and Tash, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I think Maddie's about elevate. I I feel like you know she has been one of the premium, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the premium playmakers in our sport, and she's getting a little bit of competition. Obviously, there's things not going her way in terms of representative football, but look, I'm sure it doesn't feel like this in the moment. But I actually think it. You know, it could be a positive thing for Maddie because one of the things I have seen with her is when she is faced with a little bit of adversity, it really does bring the best out of her. So, Tash, what's your thoughts on Maddie? We know how talented she is. I still don't feel like she's reached her complete potential. And I think with a little bit of adversity here or there, yeah, I, I, I think we're yet to see the best of Maddie. Yeah, Dan, totally agree. Um, Maddie, it, it shows you what a great athlete she is when she is faced with adversity. I mean, she was captain of the State of Origin team, then she was left out of the State of Origin team. Then she played played her way back into the State of Origin team and more recently she's been left out. And each time she comes back a little bit stronger and that's the sign of a, of a true athlete. Um, so I think you're right. Maddie's got more improvement in her and I think this adversity will bring that out. Um, but Andy, I've got another question for you in regards to we talked about what a great nursery the Cronulla Sharks have and an incredible leadership pack for you girls to look up to. But um, as far as having a bigger sister in the team, can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the Penitanis and the Charringtons and the relationship, the, the sister relationship in the team? Yeah, it's um, it's been really good to have um, sisters. We actually had a few um, more sets um, during the preseason, but um, yeah, they've moved to different clubs. But yeah, it's been um, really good. I think Tash, um, Tiana's younger sister, she's um, she's been really solid for us, and she's a good player. And um, I think for Tiana. And yeah, Tash to um, be in the team together. It's really nice. And Tiana's always trying to um, help Tash. And um, I think as well, we we all get around her because she's, you know, Tiana's sister. And also with the Charringtons as well. Obviously, Ruben's, um, you know, had a really good um, start to her career. Um, she's just signed with the Parramatta Eels for um, the upcoming NRLW season. And she'll be playing alongside um Kennedy but yeah I think it's just those um combinations as well obviously with Ruben playing hooker um and Kennedy in the um middle as well they obviously get to play um a little bit more together um than Tiana and Tash but yeah it's really good um we all get around the girls um the sisters and yeah it's nice it's good to have those girls in the team oh, i love that you know me and my sisters fight over everything so i couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be on a football field and <laughs> spraying each other and you know if there's a if there's a bit of a wayward pass what that kind of looks like but uh no i love it definitely you know um i guess you know ties in with sort of the family culture that you're building at the club all right and last of all and probably most importantly to a few of the few of the you know players probably listening to the podcast is hey let's give a little bit of love to the engine room to some of the uh some of your middles there, your forwards. We spoke a little bit about Holly and, 
and Tali. But, uh, yeah, talk to us a little bit about some of the middles there at Cronulla because, um, yeah, probably, you know, didn't have it all their way last week, come up against, you know, probably one of the better packs in the competition. But, yeah, Andy, this is going to be awesome, you know, seeing this group come up uh, against the Bears. Um, yeah, talk us through some of the some of the middles. Yeah, well, we have um, Healy, um, who's come from Steelers. Um, she came to the Tasha Gale Steelers pathway and um, she's come over to Sharks this season. Um, she, was, she grew up, I think, a ball player, but, um, yeah, she's transitioned into the middle now. And, um, yeah, she's so solid as well, good, um, strong ball carrier. Um, but we also have some um, younger girls as well, like Ali Weir. She hasn't had um, a lot of opportunity, but um, she played last weekend against Newcastle. And, um, yeah, I think she's really good um, at hitting holes. And, yeah, so I think um, she's obviously got a lot of in- improvement um, as do all of us. But, yeah, I think with a little bit more experience, she could be a, um, a really good second rower. Um, we've also got um, Samantha, who's um, come – this season so um she only came a few weeks ago but she's been really really good for us um in the past couple of games so um yeah and we also have Kennedy um she's hasn't played the um past few games um just injury but she's obviously yeah she's so good to have in the team um her energy's you know, <laughs> second to none. It's, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, obviously we're we're a massive uh, favourite here of uh, you know friend of Kennedy, but uh, yeah, and uh, shout out to Kennedy and <clears throat> you know best wishes for her recovery as well. But uh, you know, I, I just I, I love the I love the edge that she brings to her game. There's so much attitude and. Again, you talk about adversity. When things aren't going your way in a game, I, I think it brings the best out of her play. You know, just, uh, you know, that controlled anger, I think, is is great to see out of her middle. Um, all right, Andy, well, look, some some absolutely uh, fantastic players there, you know, within the Shark system. I think, um, you know, the club should be really proud in terms of what they're building, and um, I think it's a really bright future there um, in the Shire. But no sitting on the fence team. Let's dive into our predictions, uh, Tash. Who wins this one? The Bears. They are, the, you know, both of these clubs are going to be stinging after last weekend. So they're both they're both going to be coming in with the same level of motivation. Um, yeah, what's your prediction? Yeah, Dan. Look, really tough one. Um, I think there's four teams that are so tight in this competition, um, and the semi-finals are going to be so exciting. But yeah, it's hard. Like, I it's really hard to make a decision on this one. I watched the Bears play, and they're playing great footy and obviously they'll improve a step further with uh, Sienna back in the team. But um, I'm going to go the Sharks and I'm only brave enough because no other panellists aren't here. But, yeah, I'm going the Sharks for this one. Oh, I love that. I love that. Again, the group chat, it's heating up. It's heating up. Um, Look, I I actually think this one's too close to call. I think both teams are going to bounce back in a big way. I I feel like, you know, um, look, it's so difficult. Look, I'm going to go... I'm going to go the Bears. I think um, that's a bit of a challenge to the Sharks pack. I think, you know, obviously the loss of Kennedy's a big one, and that's probably where the game's going to be won. So I think, um, you know, Sharks are really going to have to step up there to keep pace with the Bears. Um, but, uh, Andy, let, let's throw a couple of tries your way, my friend. I think I think Andy's going to be in for a big one there in the centre. So a couple of tries there. Um, Andy, obviously you're a little bit biased when it comes to predictions, but just your final reflections on this big game up against the Bears, you know, what are some of the things you think you, your team really needs to focus in on? Um, again, just getting rid of the errors. Um, 
I think that'll be, you know, giving them four position. Um, they're obviously a big middle. So, um, yeah, it, we can't play into their hands. So, um, yeah, definitely that. And also just compl- um, completing and executing um, our plays. We obviously – we have um, some really good ball players and um, a strong outside back. Um, but I think we've just got to use that and capitalise on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, you, you know, the Sharks are not going to die die wondering. You know, you're going to obviously play footy and I think that's going to be good. And, hey, Andy, the other thing is, hey, get me the football. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, you're going to be playing centres in there. So get plenty of plenty of ball your way and I think that'll be a big part of it. But, uh, no, that's awesome, team. All right, well, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying I'm closing time. All right, team, this week on Rapid Fire, we're picking up another game in the Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership. Um, You know, again, we say it each and every week, but you don't want to be dropping too many games in this competition. It's so tight at the moment. So, Tash, um, this one, we've got the Central Coast Roosters coming up against the Newcastle Knights who are hitting a little bit of form. Um, Yeah, what's your prediction in this one? Yeah, the Knights are coming home with a wet sail, that's for sure. And um, nobody's more happy than you are, Dan, I'm sure, Uh, and I'm very happy for the Knights. But, um, yeah, my prediction, Knights for this one. Yeah, look, it's uh, this must be what it's like to support the Melbourne Storm in the NRL competition. I often wonder what it's like to, you know, just uh, anyway, I, I think we're talking about some of my trauma following the Knights in the NRL competition for all these years. But no, look, you know, the Knights, um, they're, they're on an absolute tear in, in the women's competition. We're out signing every single player, <laughs> which uh, I'm not going to complain about, which is really good. But, you know, whilst that is really important, we, we know about all the stars that we are bringing to the club. It's also helping to, you know, develop the juniors uh, coming through. So our mind, you know, getting a try last weekend, I think that's fantastic. But, you know, that's what I'm most excited about. Yes, love seeing the big names coming to the club. But, you know, what that's going to mean in terms of the development for our juniors over the next couple of years, that's what I'm most excited about. Coming up against the Roosters, hey, look, a lot of love for the Roosters club. As I always say, there's a lot of local uh, Newcastle Hunter players that play for that club as well. So I'm, I'm going to say this is a tight one, but uh, yeah, got to go, got to go with my with my Knights. Um, Andy, you obviously keep pretty close tabs on both of these teams. Uh, you know, Newcastle, obviously that was a recent one. What's your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I think Newcastle. Um, going to go with <laughs> with, a little, with a little bit of attitude. Like, what, what do you reckon? Like, there's been some defections as well. Like, I think there's a little bit of uh, rivalry between these clubs at the moment. So uh, maybe there's going to be a little bit of feeling in this one as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like the obviously um, Roosters have lost a few players um, to the Knights. So yeah, I think there will be um, you know a bit of emotion in there, but. Um, yeah, I do think Knights will come up. Oh. There we go. We've gone clean sweep, which is definitely curse of the Knights. So don't. So obviously, uh, the Central Coast Roosters will go out there and put on a clinic. But uh, yeah, there we go. Um, you know, round round eight preview. Um, again, if you like, we'll get down and watch these games. Some of the best football uh, you will see. All right, team, that's all the time we've got tonight. Just want to thank you, Andy, for jumping in on the show. We really do appreciate it. You know, our listeners uh, really do, you know, love your club from afar. And, um, you know, it was really good to get a little bit of an insight into some of the amazing plays you've got there. And, you know, wishing you and your team all the very best for the rest of the season. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. No, anytime. And Tash, yeah, thank you once again. Always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support uh, the Sports Network Easy? Uh, continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.